Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Skip Intro. This is Ayman Rashad, and in the studio with me is Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to look at a few European movies because right now is a European film festival, and it's it is its twentieth edition in Kuala Lumpur, um, with nineteen award-winning movies from fifteen European countries available to watch at selected GSC cinemas in KL. And this will be going on from the seventeenth to twenty seventh of October. And the festival will also be uh, running from the 31st of October to 6th of November in GSE Cinemas in Penang. So, so we want to look at a few European movies that are showing during this fe- uh, film festival. And first up is Les Invisibles. You want to chouchouter trop, and it's for that they come to chez vous. Seulement 4% sont arrivés à se réinsérer. On peut pas continuer à dépenser sans résultat. On peut plus. Qu'est-ce que c'est que ça On rien pas. Chantal avait essayé réparer des trucs. Ça se trouve, les autres aussi, elles savent faire des choses. C'est peut-être comme ça qu'on peut les aider. Moi, j'étais de soignante. Moi, j'ai travaillé dans une agence immobilière. T'as fait ça pendant combien de temps Un jour. Bah, c'est 24 heures, hein. C'est ah. bon. temps, c'est beaucoup. It's based on a 2014 TV documentary and accompanying book about homeless women in France who make up 40% of the street population and how they are essentially invisible to society and how everyone's um, treating them. Uh, When you're watching a film festival, you never know whether you're getting a documentary Mm -hmm. or uh, an actual drama because Mm -hmm. a lot of the movies tend to be they fit in that niche. I think that's a, that's an important part of what film festivals are. They are more art movies. There's no car chase in the third act. This is my favorite kind of film. Um, this is the kind of film that I like to go in completely blind. When I was a student, I would, on the days that I didn't have any classes, I'd, you know, go to the Good cinema. Save. Yeah, just choose a film off of the program, what show in, and I go in completely blind. And this is exactly the kind of, I think the perfect way to go into this film mm. because it's a great one to watch like on a Thursday at 1 p.m. and you don't know what's going to happen because you're kind of like taken along for the ride. You're introduced to a lot of characters. So um, basically the plot follows um, a day center. It's a day center. It's a a retirement home. No, no, no. no. It's a day center run by four women and um, it's a day center for homeless women and they come here every day to get um, some food, uh, activities that they can, you know, so they're not out in the cold every day. Yeah, so they can't stay there. But what they can do is during the daytime, they can provide them with washing facilities for their clothes and for themselves. They can provide them with toothbrushes and toothpaste if they need it. They have charging abilities for their phone. And they have a light kind of dusting of social welfare services where they can try and help them get jobs and things. But they're not really, the core is just keeping the place open mm-hmm. because like any anyone who works in social welfare knows it's pretty hard to keep these things going and keep the lights on when people say, well, where's the benefit? But the benefit is it's keeping these people from living on dying on the streets and you know giving them some human dignity. The amazing thing about this movie is the majority of the people portraying the homeless women are actually homeless. Oh, really? Or were homeless before this movie came out. Oh. They were they were in the documentary before this. Yeah. And they're they reprise their roles as themselves. So there's like this, there's a woman called Chantal. Yeah. Who's absolutely fantastic. And you know these are not like they're not your Hollywood homeless. Mm-hmm. Like they're middle-aged women that you would just if you saw them in the street you wouldn't think twice about them just you know going about their business so they just happen to have a little more a few more bangs than usual and she can fix things but she's a real problem when they try and get her out into the workforce because when they say well where did you learn your skills she has to tell them it was when she was in prison for killing her husband 
Okay. Because to her, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Right. And obviously, that's not great when you're trying to get a job, especially as an ex-con, ex-con, and as an ex-convict. So uh, coming out, it's basically we follow all these women as they try to gain skills to make them employable. Mm. Because what happens when the social when, when the system isn't taking care of you anymore? There is a deadline approaching because it's like they are. Uh, I think they call it they're a five-star hostel, mm-hmm. but they have a four percent. Um, re-engagement of society right so people getting off the streets and then staying off the streets mm-hmm. so people the services are helping but they're not helping them get back into society so you get to see the contrast there between a system that cares and a system that doesn't or not that it doesn't that it's, it puts only care them, so much yeah they know the numbers that they have to um, care for so they put them in you know concrete blocks and they make sure that everyone has the necessary has the necessities that they need, but they're not going to take the time to sit down and talk to them and tell them, ask them what they want and what they need. And when they can give help, the help can only go so far. So when they go to the job interview, they can't really, they're not allowed, the social workers aren't allowed to help them there. You know what I mean? Whereas these women keep falling into the streets because they need, they need that help, but they're hamstrung from providing the help. And the center is going to be closed if it doesn't, improve its numbers you get a very good um sense of you know we get to see the home life of the people actually running the center as well uh you know it's not easy running a center you're not paying you're not being paid a lot to run things when you're giving your all your all of your time to helping people rebuild their lives and it's you know it's a very community sort of film everyone loves each other they're going to fall out with each other everyone's going to try to work together to get somewhere and at times it does feel a little bit too sweet but it's still very heartwarming most of the film Mm. i was close to tears most of it it's you know there's a lot of heart there it's really warming like they kind of hug you most of the film there's one or two moments that kind of over egg it into cheese which feel like they were added in yeah they don't and that's to do with the carer workers themselves and their lives but actually Mm -hmm. the stories of the women themselves they just carry you through it and there's like there's one point they use actually they use it twice they use sisters are doing it for themselves the song and it is like this anthem for these women. They are doing it for themselves. You know, some of them do have problems. They, you know, they run the street for a reason, but you get to see them rise above it. And they, they make choices for themselves. There's a, there's a point where there's a homeless camp. that They set this, the scene that if a homeless camp is broken up, they're essentially put on buses. Now, they're not busing them out of town, which they would do in some countries. They're being sent to a... A homeless shelter. Yeah. So you, and the, the deal with homeless shelters, if you don't know, is you generally you get it from a bed at night. You have to be there by a certain time. All the beds are gone at a certain time after that, and you have to be out in the morning with all your stuff as well because it's not a rental agreement. You're essentially you get the home for the night. So they don't want to go to this one because it's far away from the day center. It doesn't have the the rumor is the the bunks are co-ed. They're not. You just find out that later. But there's this idea of you get on the bus, but there's also I'm not. I don't need to get on the bus. I'm actually doing something for myself. And there is that choice. And no one's judged for making that choice either way. It's yeah. like some are going on because they, they, I think Chantal doesn't have her bags when she walks off at the mm-hmm. end. And um, Whereas there's others that are still like, well, I don't want to work this way. I want to work my way. Even that means I stay on the streets. And even if I've lost all my camping site and everything like that as well. So it it's really, it's good. It's, this is one of those, like you said, bringing it back to what you're saying about the kind of movies you like. This is the kind of movie you want to get at a film festival because it is entertaining, but it's also about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound like it tackles quite some serious uh, questions and but it, uh, from the trailer that, that I watched it uh, it looks like they're dealing with it in a very like uh, like you said warm and, and light hearted kind of way mm. it never moves away from being like you never forget that it 
had its roots in as, as documentary. The shooting but, style is very much like yeah. you, you feel that because there's moments of levity, but mm-hmm. they don't come off like this is a comedy movie about this thing. Yeah, no, you always remember there are people outside who, and the, you know, the people who are in this film, they have gone through all of this. They're putting this on screen because basically society doesn't help our homeless people well mm. and it, it it doesn't treat them fairly. And putting making it a i guess a fictional depiction but a fictionalized depiction mm. of it to make it seem a little you know to wrap it up in a little nice bow mm-hmm. if that's going to make people care especially the audience watching this i think it i think it does does its job it sent, it, it tells the message that it has to be and there's also at the end of, at the very end of the film We've only figured it out later. All the actresses who were formerly homeless are just all on camera, like talking to a VCR t- camera, mm-hmm. like in preparation or something for the, like I presume it was pre-production. And it's only then that you realize like the majority of the cast were actually playing themselves in a way. And they only reveal it uh, is the end yeah. or post-credits or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not even, I don't there's no title card or anything like that. No. It's only when you look it up online that you realize this. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't see, you don't see the difference between them. They're all actors. I mean, some of them happen to be former homeless, but like you never see like there's a, a drop-off in quality or anything at all. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking about Le Invisible, which is uh, showing in the European uh, Film Festival right now, which is um, happening in select GSC cinemas in KL between 17th to 27th October. So um, let us know if you are interested to watch this movie or even if you are inter- interested to watch um, other movies um, during this uh, film festival. And we're uh, coming back. We're going to continue our conversation on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian and Julian. And today we are talking about a few movies that are showing during the European Film Festival or EUFF. And that's uh, happening in select GSC cinemas uh, between 17th to 27th October. So just now we're talking about um, Les Invisibles, which is a film from France. And um, another movie that is also out is um, a movie from Sweden, which is called Sami Blood. Yeah. So Sami Blood works in uh, two different ways, the title, because it's like same blood, but also the people it's depicting are called Sami. Um, and this is essentially, if you've ever heard of Lapland, where Santa Claus lives, this is all about the actual people who come from there, the reindeer herders mm-hmm. who live. They're called Sami. They are also known as Laps. And the movie starts with this old woman going to a funeral and just kind of being a jerk to everyone and not wanting to be there very clearly. And her son is like, come on, we're going to go see the marking of the reindeer, which is how they tag the reindeer for their, like, these are the ones that you own, you know, the kind of thing. And she does not wants nothing to do with it. And while she's looking out the window, this is all in modern day, she's cast back in time to think about she was actually Sammy and she turned her back on the whole thing and how that whole process came about. And it's the, stru- the, 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 the culture of the laps and everything. They are kind of like a nomadic people who were living on the land essentially in, in tents and herself and her sister were sent to a boarding school to learn certain things. But it's in the 1930s, so there's some really gross race stuff going on in regards to like the Swedes look down on the laps and it's like they don't really want to have anything to do with them they're taught they're not taught the same things in school they're taught you know they're beaten if they speak their own language if they speak Sami mm-hmm. if they're they spoke, expect to speak Swedish and it's the movie comes is all about her essentially just trying to come to terms with her heritage and turning her back on it and wanting something else but not the frustration you have when you like you literally have reindeer and that's all you have like there's no money to say i'm going to run away to join the circus it's sweden so so it's like her struggle between um either being herself or being what she wants is it that kind of thing in a way i mean herself 
I think herself wants to be that urban urbanite living in Uppsala and you know going to dances with boys and stuff like that and not being just sitting there knotting leather by the fire while you herd reindeer and you know do that kind of thing and this the 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 racism she gets from people as well everyone in this movie is white by the way which is just like that it's Swedish and and uh, and lap so it does feel a little odd at times because you're watching that because it is it's a story you're more used to with other ethnicities mm-hmm. um but it's very interesting to see it's shot very nicely as well it's shot very beautifully because it's set around the 1930s mm-hmm. so you do get like a real feeling for that time and it's also she can just like she can they wear this very colorful clothing the lap so it is like a giant sign that you have over your head at all times you can't just like you know put a jacket over it and just to like steal local clothes and go off into the town to do to, to just to just to be like a teenager and it's an interesting film to watch. Uh, it's only showing at one screening, so if you want to see it, it's at a GSC Mid Valley Mega Mall on, 20, on the twentieth of October, which is Sunday at five thirty. And that's the only chance that you can watch it. That's the only chance you get to see it in the cinema on the big screen. So, I think I would recommend it. It's again talking about *Les Invisibles*. It's like I didn't think I needed. If someone said, "Hey, do you want to do you want to watch a movie about people who live in Lapland?" I'd be like, <laughs> "Um." got reindeer in it and they go yeah and i said right i'm in but there's more to it than that <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's one of those things it's again it's a little story i would have never in a thousand years thought of or heard of normally but having it told this way on a cinema screen you know you just get into it and uh, you're you're interested to find out how she does it because she sees the ping pong back and forth and mm-hmm. like you know from the opening of the film that she has turned her back on everything there mm-hmm. and everything her family her sister and everything like that she's at her sister's funeral essentially um so there is that tension as well. It's like, how does she end up here? How does she end up running away? Or what's going to happen there? So um, another movie that's coming up is called uh, In the Isles, which is from Germany. And Julian, you've seen that movie. What yeah. do you think about it? Um, so for me, this was kind of an easy one to pick out of the program because I've been waiting for this for a while. Really? Uh, yeah, you've be- heard of it before. I have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Sandra Hewler, who's the main actor actress in this uh she was in a great film a german film about two or three years ago called tony erdman which is weirdly darkly comic and this is this has the same kind of uh comedy in it so basically this guy christian he joins um he gets a new job he joins a uh supermarket so you know it starts out we go through the aisles basically it's ikea it's got massive it's like a wholesaler though isn't it yeah late night wholesaler yeah it's got (laughs) massive um shelves so you can't really see the other side of it so they have to go around on the um i don't know what they're called the upper uppy downy the truck the forklifts yes thank forklifts you forklifts pickers and packers i used to work in a place like oh, that okay. once you, you get your pickers and packers so the forklifts stuck it and the packers sure. take it away mm-hmm. sure okay. cool thanks and yeah so you go around and of course when you enter a new job you're going to meet loads of different people and you're going to maybe potentially find someone that you love mm-hmm. you know and um that's Sandra Hewler what struck me the most about this and what really drew me in was when he st- you find the main characters starting to find their get their grips of the place. You know, they start enjoying their job and they're starting to gel with the other the other co coworkers. So there's a guy called Bruno who works in drinks and who stacks all the drinks. So he hangs out with Bruno sometimes after work. Sometimes they hang out in the in the back room. You know, trying just it's a very mundane office place because yeah. obviously they've got a break room that looks a bit. Um, it's got stark white lighting and it's not welcoming at all, but they've got a massive uh, poster on the wall that looks, that has the painting of um, the sunset and the beach. Ah. So, you know, you 
escapism, you know, why not? <laughs> but then, you know, warm human moments come out of that when people interact with each other. It's a lot like um, Adventureland with uh, Jesse Eisenberg mm. and Kristen Stewart, you know, finding people that you wouldn't necessarily think you'd find who you might be able to have a conversation with or you know, a bit of respite when you're at work, when you're especially a job that you've gone in thinking it's going to be really dull and menial, you know, stacking shelves every day, you know, it doesn't actually become that. And um, obviously, with a lot of different people, everyone's got their secrets, everyone's got their past. So that develops and unravels slowly. But ultimately, it's still very quiet. It's shot really beautifully. You a lot of it, you get to see, you know, characters moving from one end of the frame to the other end of the frame. It takes its time to tell its story. Mm. But I think it's almost worth it to sit through it because you get to learn you know, it's about connection. It's great. Uh, you mentioned there about the, the secrets. The trailer gave you the impression that there's going to be, is there some dark secrets that there go? Are. Okay, so yeah. does it go in a dark way or is it still like the triumph it, of hope? I'm sorry to say it does go into in, in a dark way. Okay. Yeah, in that it's it's manageable. You feel an overwhelming sadness and an overwhelming empathy for people hmm. that you can only do with very human situations. And in those moments, there are moments of comedy and light with the people around you. And I think for that alone, I think it's worth going into completely blind. So, so um, I, I want to ask you guys, because I've never been to a film festival like this. Mm. Um, so what kind of things can someone like me expect if we, uh, if we go to this kind of film festival? Well, every festival is different, but you're going to find people who have a love of cinema anyway sitting beside mm -hmm. you. That's the thing, because people aren't going to go to these if they're not really interested in films as well. Mm -hmm. And I think what Julian said earlier about going in cold sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to film things before. We don't know what the movie's going to be shown is going, that you see, and that's great. Looking across the list that they have here, there's everything from, there's an Italian comedy about a mom who pretends to be a, she works in like accountancy in the ministry, but she's mm -hmm. actually kind of a spy. And then she gets involved in her friends' lives to try and sort things out there. Because even though she's a spy, it's still kind of menial. It's mm -hmm. like it's not fulfilling. Her, her job's not fulfilling. Um, there's also uh, there's, an, there's another uh, Swedish-Danish movie about like a reindeer. It's like I don't I can't tell. It seems to be a narrative story from the trailer. Ilo mm -hmm. it's called Ilo's Journey, and it seems to be following a reindeer from you know like like March of the Penguin style, following this reindeer from beginning to uh, hopefully not the end of its life, but like just beautiful shots of the scenery. So. The, the movies run the gamut. You know, you can get all sorts of things from those social realism stories yeah. we had earlier to Reindeer. There's no animated ones this year, I don't no, think. No, there aren't. So but like, there is one with Patrick Wilson's in it. Yeah, called Jack Strong. <laughs> Jack Patrick Strong. Wilson is a, is a horror movie. <laughs> no, no, because, no, you know, those have listened to us a lot. No, the Patrick Wilson, friend of the show. Um, yeah, there's a, I was watching this trailer and it's, it's like the spy thriller, but it's set mostly from the Russian side. I think it's a Czech movie, right? I think yeah. Right, yeah. So it's basically, you know... So he's, he's playing a Russian guy. No, Patrick Wilson is the guy in the US. He's like, we've got to protect our man in, the, in, in, in our under, our man undercover. And then uh, it cuts yeah, yeah. to the rest of the story is all in Russian. And they're, it's the man undercover trying to, you know, eke out secrets to prevent war, but also, you know, keep his cover and stuff. And that was a surprise to me to see that kind of movie pop yeah. up. And also you've got big, sort of, you know, big... Uh, period period pieces in here that you don't think that you'd that we it's kind of weird that we didn't get these the king's almost. choice is that the one you're thinking king's of choice, king's choice i'm also about thinking norway being invaded by the germans it's like big world, action. world war movie yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh farewell to europe mm. these are things that deserve to be on big screens yeah. you know do we want to see the elegance and the the opulence of it so it's kind of nice to just you know 
get into you know like the the weird European Renaissance architecture of it and mm-hmm. the and the costume drama of it. There's also great um, documentaries which I'm I'm actually really really excited to catch. There's one called Stranger in Paradise, mm. which looks incredible. It's all about the immigration process of getting into Europe from like I think mostly. Middle East and Africa, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's a movie for everyone then, because it yeah. sounds like there's a wide variety of epic movies, the typical quirky European ones, and, uh, documentaries. And yeah. one of the great things about film festivals is that film festivals are curated by programmers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of these films, they have had some successes in also, other countries. The, <laughs> all the movies have won an award uh, or, 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 have co- or have competed. Yeah. Competed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've been talking about a few movies that are showing during the European Film Festival and and that is uh, happening on the 17th to 27th October in selected GSC cinemas in Kuala Lumpur. And it will also be in Penang as well from the 31st October to 6th November. So if you want to find out more about the festival and um, about all the movies that are showing during the festival, you can head on to euff.com.my. And um, let us know what films you are planning on attending or what you are looking for in a, in a film festival like this. You can WhatsApp us at 018789. You can tweet us at skipintromy and you can write us at movies at bfm.my. 